It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, get ready. 65 million people under winter alerts as the East Coast braces for a major weekend storm. As much as two feet of snow possible in some areas, followed by a brutal cold snap. Al's live with the latest forecast. Then, school bus. NFL great Jerome Bettis heads back to school to finish his degree nearly 30 years after leaving Notre Dame. I am a much better student at 49 because I want to learn. The heartwarming reasons he's back in the classroom just ahead. Plus, out of the bag, the first family welcomes a new cat to the White House. We'll introduce you to Willow and tell you how she's adjusting to her new life with the Bidens. And a very special morning. Lizzo shares what happened when she played her new song for her mom the first time. We'll show you the uplifting video that's gone viral today, Friday, January 28th, 2022. From Orlando, Florida. Happy, Happy 65th birthday, Craig. I love you, Dad. We're excited to watch the Winter Olympics on NBC. Go, Team USA. Morning today show from us in Chile, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We want to give a huge shout out to our doctors, nurses, and all our healthcare heroes that make this place so special. We, we love you. A lot of love out there. Welcome back to you today on a Friday morning. Good to have you starting your day with us. Hoda is off. I hope she's bundled up somewhere. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of snow. Friday. Uh, by the way, in case you hadn't heard, we've got the NFL Conference Championships on Sunday to decide who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. All next week on today, we're going to get you ready for the big game. An entire week of first looks and sneak peeks at all of those commercials that you are going to see on Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to have a new one every single day here on today, so you don't want to miss that all next week. It's going to be good. Let's yeah. get to your news at 8 o'clock. As mentioned, snow plows, salt trucks ready to roll from the Carolinas to New England. That major winter storm that Al's been warning us about this week is now making its final approach, and millions of Americans will be dealing with blizzard conditions this weekend, and in some cases, record amounts of snow. Al's got the latest update on the storm's track. Hi, what, what do you got? Okay, so 65 million of us going to be under some sort of winter storm watch warning advisory. We also have blizzard warnings stretching from Virginia and just the northern tip of North Carolina all the way to New England. Last time we saw this, four years ago. We're going to be looking now, tracking the storm. Philadelphia, light to moderate snow from 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. Snow ends by noon. As we move into New York City, heavy snow, 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., but the snow doesn't end till around 2 in the afternoon. Blowing and drifting will be happening. Same in Hartford, heaviest snow, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The snow goes until the evening. Boston, extreme snow, blizzard-like conditions. Strong winds, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. The snow ends by 11. And we've got dangerous winds as well. Strong onshore winds with coastal flooding, down power lines, scattered power outages from the Delmarva Peninsula all the way to New England. And we're looking at near impossible travel conditions. Some places seeing snowfall rates 2 to 4 inches per hour. We're looking at 12 to 18 inches of snow in Atlantic City. Only 1 to 2 in D.C. 8 to 12 here in New York. That might be on the low side. 8, 12 to 18 in Montauk and up to 2 
feet of snow in Boston. Obviously, airports and roads are going to be treacherous, guys. So we will continue to track it and bring you the latest as it comes in. All right, we'll come back to you in just a few minutes, buddy. Thank you. Meanwhile, President Biden is narrowing the choices for his first Supreme Court nomination. He revealed on Thursday the qualities that he's looking for during an event with retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. NBC's chief White House correspondent and Weekend Today co-anchor Peter Alexander has the very latest, including when we can expect a decision. Peter, good morning. Yeah, Craig, good morning. Nice to see you. It's now President Biden's turn to deliberate. The president says that he's already reviewing possible candidates to replace the retiring Justice Stephen Breyer and that he intends to announce his decision by the end of February. That's next month. The president also says that he's going to seek the advice from outside legal experts, from his vice president and from senators from both parties. As he honored Justice Breyer on Thursday, the president recommitted to his campaign pledge about his pick. The person... I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue, in my view. Among the names getting the most attention, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson on the powerful federal appeals court here in Washington. She's 51 years old, a Harvard Law graduate, and notably, she was confirmed just last year with bipartisan support. 45-year-old California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger and Jay Michelle Childs, a federal judge in South Carolina. That is home to James Clyburn, one of the president's closest allies. Even in a 50-50 Senate, Democrats can confirm the president's nominee, Craig, whoever it is, if they stay united. Back to you. All right. Peter Alexander from the White House. For us, Peter, thank you. And President Biden and the First Lady have welcomed a new member to their White House family. Ever since they first moved in, there were rumors they would be getting a cat, and now they have. Her name is Willow Biden. NBC's senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell is on the cat beat for us and introduces us. first feline is finally out of the bag. Where is the cat? Today's a good day for the cat. Yes, today. After more than a year of hints, going back to this conversation with Craig last year. The first family was considering adopting a cat. Oh, yes, is and that, that is true. Can yes. you confirm that? He's waiting in the wings. She, she is waiting in the wings. Was this your idea, Mr. President? No, but it's easy. <laughs> This green-eyed, short-haired tabby is now officially part of the family. Say hello to Willow Biden, named for the First Lady's hometown, Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. She is two years old. The First Lady's spokesman says Willow is settling into the White House with her favorite toys, treats, and plenty of room to smell and explore. Willow was once a farm cat that Dr. Biden met on the campaign trail. The Bidens are pet people who lost their beloved German Shepherd Champ last June at age 13. Then Major made headlines over biting incidents and moved in with family friends in Delaware. They welcomed Commander, now five months old, to enjoy beach walks and life at the White House with his new furry feline sibling. But Willow looks like she'll be in charge. Jen Psaki had her own prediction about Willow's debut. We know the cat will break the internet. But that curiosity won't hurt the first cat. Kelly O'Donnell, NBC News, the White House.
Well, let's just hope it goes better for Willow than it did Champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All hope right. she behaves. Okay, well, let's uh, get the boost. Hoda's off, so I get to do it. And becoming an author is something so many people dream about. So when it finally happened for Jess Ekstrom, she told her mom that she wanted her to be the first one to see the new hardcover. What her mom didn't know was who it was dedicated to. This is... <laughs> mm, Mom, overcome with emotion after seeing that book was dedicated to her. It's called Chasing the Bright Side, and it's about embracing optimism to create a meaningful life for yourself. Love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. All right. Up next, we're going to go back to school with the bus, Hall of Famer, and Super Bowl champ Jerome Bettis. At nearly 50 years old, his pursuit of another dream, a college diploma, has landed him back at Notre Dame. And Ann Thompson, a resident Notre Dame correspondent, shares her inspiring visit with Jerome Bettis on campus to find out why finishing up that degree means so much to him. We'll have that story for you right after this. We're back 8-12 on this Friday morning with the reason that football fans are once again cheering for NFL great Jerome Bettis. Yeah, the bus. It's not for his legendary career on the field, but the goal, he's now working towards off it, a college degree. Love the bus. And decades yeah. after he left Notre Dame for the pros, he re-enrolled and is now months away from filling a promise that he made to his mom. NBC's Ann Thompson has definitely the best story of the day and she really shows it's never too late to pursue <laughs> a dream. Hi, Ann. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. This really is a wonderful story. You know, Jerome Bettis says when he was in college, he always thought of himself as a student athlete. When he left, the athlete took prominence as he became the heart of the Pittsburgh Steelers, leading them to a Super Bowl victory in Super Bowl 40. Well, now he's a student again, pursuing a different title. The bus is back in school. Jerome Bettis, who powered through NFL defenses for 91 touchdowns and ran his way into the Hall of Fame, is once again at Notre Dame. You are Notre Dame class of? Oh, my goodness. Class of 2022? <laughs> wow, I didn't think about that. 27 years after he earned that nickname in college, he's here to finish his business degree, more than twice the age of his fellow students. What's it like to be back at school at age 49? <laughs> it is so strange uh, because I am I'm so behind the times. I mean, I'm a, a dinosaur. I don't know where anything is. I'm, I'm struggling with the technology. They take notes on iPads. He uses a pen and gets lost in new buildings. But some things are familiar, like the frigid January weather. Jerome, where are your gloves? I left my gloves. <laughs> Four courses from graduation, Bettis is just another senior, sort of. Everyone kind of knows who the boss is, especially Notre Dame. Bettis left Notre Dame his junior year for the NFL. A 1993 first-round draft pick for the Los Angeles Rams, he became a power-running icon with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a six-time Pro Bowler, Walter Payton Man of the Year, Super Bowl champion, but not a college graduate. Why is it so important for you to get that degree? One, that I complete 
the task at hand. That's what I wanted to do. Also, I promised my mother that I would get my degree, but most importantly, I have two children. For them to see dad finish a commitment, I think it says a lot uh, to them. Are you a better student at 49 than you were at 18, 19, or 20? I, I am a much better student at 49 because I want to learn. I want to know all of this information. To put to work in his current businesses, trucking, staffing, development, and marketing companies, as well as a TV personality during the NFL season. This week, this is the only thing that counts. 27 years later, Bettis' football scholarship is still good. Of the 21 members of his football class, 20 earned their degrees. Notre Dame President Father John Jenkins says Bettis will be the 21st. I say to all our coaches uh, that, uh, that there are three things we should be concerned about. First is integrity, uh, do things the right way. Second is help these kids get a degree and do well in their lives. And the third is, is winning on the field. And Jer Jerome's getting a degree after all his success just underscores how important that is. Back in the locker room where he first found national fame. I was somewhere right in here. Bettis shows me the traditions. Now, the first sign, you've got to make sure. And that one, you just want to tap it because there we go. Today, pursuing a different kind of glory with the same enthusiasm. This is that, that moment where you, it, it's all coming together. I mean, right now, it's, it's got me itchy. Are you ready to go? <laughs> I'm not ready to go. I'm excited, though. This May, he will graduate at Notre Dame Stadium fulfilling the promise he made to his mom. This is uh, education related, and you can never take away the education. Finishing one of the best runs of his life. Now this story was a whole lot of fun for me to shoot because I'm a Notre Dame grad and I serve on the board. And over the years, I've crossed paths with Jerome and I've always found him inspiring, but never more so than what he is trying to accomplish today. Guys, oh, so admirable. I think yeah. he should be so the commencement story. speaker yeah. at his own graduation, Absolutely. Anne. How cool would that I know. be? Oh. Hey, and what about those what about those kids in his classes? Like it, again, just you're sitting in your math class yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, what? That's the bus? That's the bus. He, That's wrong. You know what's funny? Yeah, well, what's funny, because they're all masked. I mean, he can walk around campus pretty anonymously because he's masked and in heavy winter clothes. But when he sits in class, he's obviously older. And then when they ask his name, it's like, you know, the light bulb goes off in the kid's head. Is one of the kids said, he's got a wife, two kids, and four businesses. I'm going home and doing homework and sitting on the couch watching the yeah. Food Channel. <laughs> and it's kind of like they're, you know, they're on different planes. <laughs> but he participates in in class and he said the hardest thing is not to keep raising his hand the whole time oh, so he loves it great story it's it is a great cool. story and inspiring I, he doesn't have to go back you yeah. know and i no. want to we would all love no. to go back to college at some point no just no. Have it. oh yeah no, oh no, no. yeah college is great no. yes no. i've seen back to school going back. Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. i'm going back yeah, yeah we are i just want to go back to college i want to go back to the pledging yeah definitely for rockway thank you man Thank you. All right. Let's get to Al's all-important forecast today. All right. Let's look at what we've got for today. We're going to be watching that storm developing along the southeastern Atlantic coast. In the meantime, you see a little light snow from Chicago here into New York. That's part of a frontal system that's pushing through. Uh, temperatures behind that front.
bitterly cold with really dangerous wind chills. 70s only in Southern California and Southern Florida. For the day today, we are looking at sunny skies in the western third of the country, but Santa Ana winds blowing around in Southern California. Frigid temps are making their way around the Great Lakes, and we are looking at a little light snow pushing through with that front as it moves through the Northeast New England and the Mid-Atlantic states. We may have a blizzard coming, but we got a blizzard of pop star oh, news. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to. I'm going back to college, everybody. All right, there we go. Yeah, I'm going to the LIU Post. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to enroll. I can't wait. You should. Yeah, I can't wait. You're all invited. Okay. In my dorm. Kegger. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Bring your red cup. All right. First up, Neil Young. This was a big story this week. Fans of the singer are campaigning now to boycott Spotify after the music streaming service honored Neil Young's request to remove his work from the platform. Here's what happened earlier this week. The rock icon calling out Spotify for airing comedian Joe Rogan's popular podcast, which criticized for questioning COVID-19 vaccine safety. Young writing in a since-deleted letter on his website, quote, they can have Rogan or Young, not both. Well, following Spotify's decision to keep the comedian Joe Rogan's podcast over Neil Young's music catalog, the hashtags boycott Spotify and Spotify deleted have taken off on Twitter. Fans tweeting their support for the singer and calling out the spread of misinformation. In response, Spotify competitors, of course, are jumping in. Apple Music and SiriusXM seem to be showing their support as well for the singer. Not, not a surprise. On Thursday, Apple displaying the banner, We Love Neil, on their homepage. Sirius announcing that they're bringing back their Neil Young radio show for a second limited run. Keep our eyes on that. Next up, Lizzo, the chart-topping artist, has got some new music on the way. And ahead of the single's release, she's running the track by the most important critic in her life. That's her mom, Sherry Johnson Jefferson. Check out this sweet video when the Grammy winner shared the first time uh, she played the song. It's a new one called Special for her mom. Nice little yeah. ode to mom there. Yeah. Definitely getting mom's stamp of approval. Can't wait to hear the rest of that and more music coming up from Lizzo. Next up, Saturday Night Live. The show's back this weekend with host Willem Dafoe and musical guest Katy Perry. But a peek at the most recent promo suggests that maybe the Spider-Man star and first-time host might not understand what this gig is all about. Hi, I'm Willem Dafoe, and I'm hosting SNL this week with Katy Perry. <laughs> Oh, man, I love this sketch already. Oh, no, Willem, this is just a promo. Man. Hey, whatever you call it, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Willem Dafoe. I found that funny. Yeah. Uh, that is this Saturday, of course, right here on NBC. Next up, Olivia Munn. All right, we might have to nominate this to be one of the, uh, uh, maybe a set. Did you do a morning boost? Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this yes. might be the morning boost uh, part deux. Morning here boost plus. Because there's hard, very few things that are cuter than babies playing on a, like a play date. And so take a look at this. On Thursday, Olivia Munn shared a series of snapshots featuring her and John Mulaney's son, Malcolm, meeting Henry and Livlo Golding's daughter, Lila, nine-month-old Lila, giving her new two-month-old friend, Malcolm, a sweet little kiss on his bald head. Olivia joking that Lila's showing off her own stunts with her action movie star dad. That's cute. Very cute. Yeah. Yep. That is cute. Oh. Finally, Jamie Dornan, the Irish actor, sat down with our buddy Willie Geist for a conversation about his recent role in Belfast, the movie that hits pretty close to home for him. The film tells the semi-autobiographical story uh, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh about his childhood. Uh, during Ireland's conflict known as the Troubles. Dornan sharing with us what his own experience was like growing up in Belfast, Northern Ireland. When you say you're from Belfast, people, they're like, Jesus. I'm like, you know what? It was actually I had the most lovely childhood. The heart and the warmth of people in that city is like nowhere else in the world. I'm obviously biased, but I think all of Ireland are the warmest, friendliest, 
funniest, most resilient people, truly. And I think they've had to be resilient and they've had to use humor to get through darker periods. Very interesting. Yeah. You can catch more of that conversation, funniest of course, this weekend, right here on Sunday, today with our buddy Willie. That looks like it's going to be a good movie, yeah. too. Yeah. It does. A lot of good buzz. Yeah. All right, guys, coming up, we're going to get calm. Our friend Jay Shetty is here. He's ready to help us be more mindful and positive in 2022. He's got some mm. good tips. We'll check it out. We'll be right back after this. Oh, they're playing our song. Uh, and folks, they're off back at 8.30 with dozens of Team USA athletes hopping on a plane at LAX on Thursday for that trip to the Winter Olympics. The first event just six days away. The opening ceremony one week from right now. And Savannah Guthrie, you're, you're hard at work studying. Oh, yeah. We got the opening yeah. ceremony one week yeah. from today. It'll actually be live at this time. Oh, wow. So if you okay. want to get up That's and have cool. your coffee and watch the opening ceremony, you can, or you can watch it in prime time. Do you have time. to study a lot? Yeah, you do. Oh, you research. do the Parade of Nations. Yeah, that you do, actually. So, like, cool. it's fun, but... Um, if, if folks can't, if they maybe want to come out to the plaza, we're going to oh, open yeah, we're up. Gonna have a great, we're going to open up our plaza. It's going to be really fun. It all starts okay. next Friday. So if you are fully vaccinated and would like to join us, we'd love to have you. Head to today.com slash plaza, and there you can get all the details about joining us right here. Very cool. cool. And meantime, just ahead, Jay Shetty is joining us. He's going to help us push through the re push the reset button. I already feel sort of zen at this moment right now. <laughs> Find a little more positivity in the year ahead. Then a longtime and legendary member of our NBC uh. News family, Kevin Tibbles. Tibbs, don't say it. He's hanging up his hat. And in just a bit, we're going to send him off in style as we celebrate his remarkable career. That's right. What a great guy. And coming up, is this a trick question? Do you love tacos and crispy chicken? Well, yes. Of course you do. And on Today Food, we're going to put a better for you twist on them with a lot of folks searching for healthier recipes to begin the year. Okay. All right. And then gas coming up in just a few minutes on the third hour of today. We're at home with Joe Martin sharing hacks and deals for our daily lives and date night as mm. well. Date night done right, according to Joe. But before all of that, Mr. Roker, how about one final check? All right, let's check out our weekend ahead for tomorrow. Snow and wind, mid-Atlantic into the northeast and New England. But the rest of the country looking pretty nice. Mild weekend in the central plains from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Uh, dry, one last dry day in the Pacific Northwest when a new storm moves in on Sunday. Sunday! It'll be the coldest Florida night and day in years on Sunday with really chilly conditions and some light snow left over throughout the northeast and that's your latest weather great all right mr roker when we come back our friend jay shetty will guide us into a more meaningful grounded way of living oh, if that sounds ambitious don't worry jay's gonna make it all so simple carson but first this is today on nbc We are back with Start Today and a much-needed deep breath with one of our favorites, Jay Shetty. That's right. He's a former monk turned storyteller, making his wisdom go viral with a community of 45 million followers. His inspiring videos have been seen 7 billion times. I don't even know what that's like a Katy Perry video. Plus, he's got a global bestseller and a number one podcast. And today, he's got the monumental task of helping us get our minds right in 2022. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Hi, Jay. 
Uh, good morning. It's so great to see you both again. I've missed you. Yeah, nice to see you, you too. too. This is so we're getting to be at the end of January. It seems about the right time for resolutions to start just going kaput. What? Why is it so hard for us to kind of stick with these goals that we set at the beginning of the year? Yeah, you're so right. Studies show that 80% of us drop our New Year's resolutions by Feb 1st, so this is coming just in time. And there's two top reasons. One of the first ones is that we think we need to make a big change, but it's kind of a small priority. It needs to be the other way around. We need to make a small change, but make it a big priority in our lives. And the second one is that we're really struggling because we're trying to change everything all at the same time. Try and create a what-if plan. If you sleep late, what do you do next? If you don't wake up early in the morning, what do you do next? If you miss a day, what do you do next? Make a what-if plan. Jay, I think, like, a lot of people have a hard time with just managing their time in their lives, you know? And, and like, so what do you say to people who are just like, I really want to do these things. I see them on TV in these interviews, all these, like, three simple ways and these tips and breathe and meditate and get this app and all this stuff. But, like, I have three jobs and, like, children and I have to get dinner and I got to stop by the market tonight. Like, how do you, how do you negotiate and make time? So psychology talks about the difference between being efficient and being effective. And I think sometimes we try to do both of them in the same day. So efficient is quantity. It's doing a lot of things, doing a number of things. And being effective is doing a few important things. So when you're planning out your schedule for the week, ask yourself, is Monday going to be an efficient day or an effective day? Is my goal to tick off everything off my to-do list or is my goal to focus on one big important task? And I think when we start looking at our days and weeks as efficient or effective, which we need both of, then we start to be really conscious about what we expect out of each day. Jay, you studied to be a monk for three years in India. Let's talk about meditation, the three of us together. Let's have a, how long have you been meditating, Savannah? I do new not meditate. Yeah, I've tried, but I can't. I have that monkey mind. See, I'm, I'm new to it too. And that monkey mind is interesting because I think we can talk, meditation seems to be the big thing people talk about. But Jay, when I first started to meditate, what what was bothersome to me was my racing mind. I had this internal monologue like, okay, you're meditating. Okay, it's quiet. Okay, what am I going to pick up for dinner tonight? Okay, don't be thinking that. Don't be thinking that. Yeah. What what is? How do you meditate? So what I've really tried to do uh, with my new series in partnership with Calm called The Daily J is to create seven minutes where you don't have to check out and take time out of your day, but actually you can take it into anything you're doing. So let's say you're folding the laundry, you're washing the dishes, uh, maybe you're making your bed. You can actually plug in and listen to The Daily J and use that as you do an activity. And while you're doing the activity, you allow yourself to connect with the story, to connect with the insight, to focus on your but breath. Is that meditation? And I, find that this... I thought meditation yes. was like you're like sitting in oh, silence or sitting not in your own like thoughts doing or doing your laundry, analyzing your own brain. I, I... I think that's been one of the biggest challenges. Meditation definitely is a tool that can be practiced that way, but mindfulness is about inviting meditation into every aspect of your life. So when you can actually go through your daily life and be present, be focused, be still, to really experience things more deeply, that's where we experience more joy. What about if you try to meditate and you fall asleep? Right. That happens to me a lot. Do you take an Ambien yeah. before you do No, that? I don't. Just a cocktail. Okay. I was kidding. No, I don't, but I mean, I do. I, if I actually start to get quiet, I fall asleep. I think you won. Yeah, I would say... 
I would say that meditation is actually showing your body and mind what you need. So when you meditate, if you fall asleep, that's your body showing you what you need at that time. And so some people, when they meditate, they feel energized. When they meditate, they feel asleep. It's good. It's a great signal to what you need to make time for this weekend. Jay, I, I mean this respectfully, and I use the, a Calm app all the time, but it, it begs the question, shouldn't we be telling people to, like, put the phone down, take a walk in nature, talk to a human face-to-face, like the device, the attention, all that stuff. How do we sort of, um, you know, why are we telling people to spend more time on their phone? I think one of the most beautiful things is giving people an alternative choice. So we all have the habit of reaching for our phones in the morning. And I know when I tell people, don't do that, it's, it can be a real challenge. But what if you could reach for your phone in the morning, but press play on a meditation? And now you're actually being transported to another space. You're being connected to yourself. I think it's about giving people healthy choices because we are connected to our phones throughout the day, wherever we go. Yeah, you're right. You do have to meet kind of the audience where they are in order to help them. Yeah, exactly. It's better than doing a work. Uh, or right. whatever. It's I think if you've also been you're meditating, though, you've won. I think yeah. that's like the ultimate goal. Yeah, you just, you've yeah, gone just, to the best place of bliss. And also, it's like, don't think you're going to be a monk like Jay. You right. know, just start small, <laughs> right. right, Jay? Fair enough. Definitely start yeah. small, take it easy, and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Meditation is is joyfully performed and step by step, so no need to put that pressure. I don't put like I don't do the dry January. I did the damp January. I did too. There's not gonna be dry. That's not gonna happen. I was gonna, but do it's damp. Dryish January, right. but it wasn't. But it's it not like wet. 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 December was wet and. Yeah, yeah. How do we get into that's that? That's less though? pressure. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's Jay, what Jay's saying. They, oh, yeah, exactly. Just like baby steps. Baby steps Moderation. to mental health. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Coming up next, Thank a man so who's seen and covered just about everything. We're going to celebrate our friend Kevin Tipples and his remarkable career. But first, this is Today on NBC. Oh, we hate to say this, but we are celebrating a beloved member of our family, Kevin Tibbles. Tibbs, correspondent for NBC News for more than 25 years. Mm -hmm. Kevin has finally decided he needs a little rest. Yeah, we like to celebrate him. We don't want to say goodbye. We're going to chat with Kevin in a bit, but first a look at everything he has done for us over the decades. Kevin Tibbles joined NBC News in 1995 as a foreign correspondent, traveling the globe, covering breaking news, reporting on some of the biggest stories, like the war in Iraq. So far, we've heard several thuds, which we would assume to be cruise missiles landing in this neighborhood. And the death of Princess Diana. I am coming to you from just outside the gates of Buckingham Palace. 22 million pounds of plastic is dumped into the Great Lakes each year. In 2000, he moved to the United States and has been our go-to reporter out of Chicago for more than 20 years. With the front row seat to history, covering our country's first black president. And they're expecting many as a million people for this uh, victory party for Barack Obama. And he was on the ground for some of our greatest challenges, like Hurricane Katrina and Rita. If these levees are not breached now, they are certainly going to be weakened. Kevin's covered five Olympic Games and some of the world's greatest athletes. If you need anybody, give me a call. All right. He learned how to fight like an ancient gladiator. I am scared. And in his own way, he introduced us to the opera in China. Pavarotti, this ain't Joe. Tibbs, as we call him, has a seemingly endless appetite for adventure. Whoa. He's golfed on the glaciers of Iceland. The 18th hole is somewhere beneath those clouds. Baby. And gotten up close and personal with beluga whales. Thanks. 
He's a top-notch correspondent with a huge heart. You have a very pretty face. Tibbs has done it all. Are you rolling? Yeah. I'm doing this once only. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. And while his adventures at NBC may be coming to an end, if we know Kevin, there's no question there'll be plenty more ahead. Ah, with that, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Tibbles. Kevin, we we love you so much. We love seeing those adventures. Why were you always in the cold places? <laughs> Well, of course, as a uh, proud uh, Canadian, um, who else are you going to stick out there in the uh, freezing cold weather? And uh, I have to say, uh, Al, that uh, it's snowing pretty good outside my little Chicago home right now. I'm, uh, I'm very glad that I'm inside in the warmth, uh, feeling the warmth and all the love, of course. Hey, Tibbs, is, is there a story <laughs> after 25 years that really stands out more than the others? Well, I, uh, Craig, you know, I, um, I've loved everything that I've done, and I think you just had a little example of how wild it can get, uh, especially when you're working for today. Uh, but I really enjoy the company of other people, people I've never met. You know, as kids, when we were growing up, my mom and dad drove us from coast to coast to coast. Um, and uh, my father always used to speak to everyone while us kids lay on the back seat of the car out of embarrassment because he would, <laughs> he would talk to everyone. And, and unfortunately, that's what's now happened to my own children who are now, have now grown up and taken off to get as far away from me as possible. But I can, I can always coax a soundbite out of anyone primarily because I'm actually interested in what they have to say. And it's, right. it's just a been a blessing. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> Kevin, you it's know, been, I, it's been a blessing. And uh, yeah, Kevin, hey. I wanted to tell you, you know, as a young reporter, I used to read your scripts because besides being a great interviewer, you were an incredible writer. Yes. I, I see that typewriter there behind you. And I'm wondering, are there books in you? <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do after this? Well, I actually, I'm going to be calling up Jay the Monk right after this interview, <laughs> and hopefully he's going to be here. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a summer place uh, that's winterized uh, up in Quebec on the St. Lawrence, a Ooh. beautiful part of the world. I'm going to go sit there and look out the window for a little while and watch the boats go by. I, uh, I have lots of plans. I just haven't decided, of course, I'm going to play some hockey. Um, and... Um, I've really taken to curling, which is wow. a crazy, okay. crazy four-year four-year phenomenon every Olympics. And uh, I'm going to be doing my curling. You know, I might have a little time to do some typing in between, but uh, we'll see. Well, Kevin, it's a, it's a well-earned rest. We're going to miss you, but well done, my friend. Well done. Uh, we love you, and thank you so much for everything you've given to this network over the yeah. years. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. You're here. Just uh, just don't let me get emotional here. <laughs> we won't let it happen. We will miss you. Oh, you don't have God. to play golf on Iceland, in Iceland anymore. You, <laughs> yes. can, you can go to Florida now. Exactly. Well, you know, I, uh, they got they got those uh, you know they've got those blue lagoon uh, hot pools or oh, yeah. natural oh, sure. springs there. So nice. after after a rough game of golf, you can go relax in there with you know 
Well, I'm doing a dry January and February and March right now. So <laughs> well, there's always plenty. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, thank you, Tips. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Keep in thank touch. You. All right. Bless you all. Thank you. Yeah, God. we love you. When we come back, uh, we're going to hop aboard a hot food trend with a new twist on tacos that will surprise and please your family. But first, this is today on NBC. Tips. Tips. Devils and bits. We're back yeah. with Today Food and this morning's guest, the lovely Janae Claiborne. All right, she is, and this is my turn. Okay, uh, she is the blogger and mastermind behind Sweet Potato. So I was, I was very zen. Uh, where she, her mission is to make vegan food easily and approachable. And I love this that it's going to be done with tacos. Well, there's a thing called Veganuary that has been atop of Google searches for the month. Veganuary? Uh, is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. Veganuary? I've never heard of it. Veganuary. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Okay, that's how far I am from Thank ever doing that. this. <laughs> thing. Uh, um, but uh, so you're going to share two minutes for us that are very easy. They're easy to make. They're also good for you. They're packed with flavor. Janae, why are people ditching meat and dairy and, and going the, the vegan route? Well, first off, it's because it makes them feel so much better when you're eating vegan food, when especially eating wholesome vegan food. So, you know, things made of cauliflower and all your greens, beans, whole grains and such. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to have more energy. Your digestion is going to work better. So people really want to take advantage of all of those amazing benefits this time of year, and hopefully they'll stick with it beyond January. What is on your Veganuary menu today? <laughs> okay, so today we're making a couple of my most famous recipes, my cauliflower fried chicken. Yes, cauliflower fried chicken. So we're using a cauliflower. I want to show you how I cut it up into little florets that kind of, you know, they're going to resemble fried chicken, like we have this finished dish right here. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm basically just using a regular fried chicken batter. So here I have some flour. I'm going to stir it up. I have um, nutritional yeast in here, which is a vegan little secret. We have Old Bay, smoked paprika, um, onion powder, all that stuff that you would usually use mm. for a fried chicken mm. batter. And then over here we have the wet. So we have some soy milk over here. You can use any non-dairy milk, some mustard and some hot sauce, because this is going to be a spicy, spicy fried chicken. Mm. So I just uh, turned that up together. So here's the thing. When you're going to do this, you want to double batter it. First, you do your, your wet. Mm. So dip, 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 put it into the dry. Use a different hand. We're not going to cross this, right? Use a different hand for the dry. Stick it back oh, into the wet. Oh, double dredge. Okay? Mm. Double dredge that. Why okay? do we do and that? Then you do that because then you're going to have more flavor oh. on your, you know, the fried batter. It's going to be crunchier. It's going to be more flavorful. It's going to be so good. And you're just going to fry this for about four minutes, four to five minutes until it's nice and crispy mm. and like gold and brown like we have over here, basically. And it's super easy to do. It's just cauliflower. Yeah. It's delicious. Jenny, we'll we got about two, minutes, about two minutes left. We want to make sure we get to these tacos. Mm. Let me show you the tacos. Okay, Ooh, so these tacos good, yeah. are incredible. These are lentil tacos, all right? So with a mango guacamole. So while that's frying over there, let me just show you. This is so easy. So the mango guacamole, it's just a regular guacamole with mm -hmm. mango added. And, you know, your lime, your cilantro, all that good stuff. Now, as far as the lentil tacos go, I have my tomatoes over here. All that is, it's so easy. You do some tomatoes, cook them until they're really nice and soft. And then you're going to add in your lentils, 
You're going to add in some chopped kale. Mm. You can use frozen kale or spinach or any other green you want. Mm. And then you're going to add in your spices. I like to measure mine out ahead of time. So I have cumin, chili powder, lots of salt. You cook that down. I know we don't have much time. So you cook that down. Yeah. And then you're going to have something like this, basically. Mm, nice tender lentils awesome. with... Thank you. And it's so easy to make. It takes just a few minutes. Anybody can do it. And it's great for anyone, whether you're vegan or not. It's just a really nice, healthy, light, super flavorful and filling vegan meal. Well, Janae, right. you nailed it. There's a couple days left for Veganuary people out there. So <laughs> something to make tonight. Yes. We appreciate it. And if you do want to make it tonight, you go to today.com slash food for the recipe. Janae, yeah. thank, thank you. Next, thank you. Next, week, next month thank is you guys. February. 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 Is that really? Oh. There you go. No, I just, no. So you need these recipes again. Okay. All right. Janae, thank you. Great job. Still ahead. And this Thanks. should be interesting. Hoda and Jenna are playing matchmaker for a viewer who asked for their help finding love, because you know okay, Janet thinks she's wrong, like right? the world's greatest okay. <laughs> Before that third hour, the stars of Servant, Lauren Ambrose and Rupert Grant. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour.